It's The Rendezvous with Simon Marcel and Angie Taylor. Hello, good evening. Welcome to The Rendezvous with Simon Marcel. I am Angie Taylor. Bonjour, Simon. Bonjour, bonsoir, la belle Angie Taylor. Oh, you're so sweet. I like your hat tonight. Thank you so much. You, you, think you have I, great hats. I noticed that. I, I, wear, I like to wear hats because I usually have headphones on and then I have headphone hair all day, all <laughs> night. It's not a good look. No, so you look great. Sometimes I wear baseball hats uh, to work. So, hey, we're talking a lot about love. Of romance, dating, that's what we do all the time on the rendezvous. Yeah. All the ooh la la. A lot of ooh la la. And we'll take your calls, 855-905-8255 if you need any advice, if you want to talk love, dating, romance. How was your day today, Simon? My day was good, but um, I wanted to ask you something because I saw a tweet that you um, sent this morning or yeah. earlier on. Which one? As, uh, <laughs> the one that refers to you as a mama uh-huh. that has a oh. difficult time. That one. Yes. Uh, what's your Twitter account? It's at Angie, A-N-G-I, Taylor Kiss. Angie Taylor Kiss. Exactly. So yeah. check it out. Um, and you mentioned uh, the difficult time that you're facing as a mom of a teenager. So oh. I want to ask you more because I haven't oh. seen you all day. So yes. What's yes. going on? Yes. What are you facing when you say that? You well, say my daughter, Anna, is 12. She mm-hmm. just turned 12, and I will tell you know what? I want there's it's kind of a long story, so I'll get into it when we come back. But I think anybody that is the parent of a tween or a teen can totally relate, especially if it's a girl, <laughs> because girls are fun, everybody. <laughs> so I'll uh, I'll, t- I'll tell you about my fun mama drama. Uh, yeah, I want to hear what's going on. Okay, we'll talk about that when we come back on the rendezvous. Welcome back to The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Simon Marcel. Yes, Angie Taylor. You brought up my Twitter earlier. Because <laughs> I was surprised, you know, I, I see you at night, but you tweeted about, you know, you, 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 your daughter, 12 mm-hmm. years old, mm-hmm. and I could see you were kind of... Stressed. You, yeah. Sad. Yeah. Disturbed Suicidal. No. <laughs> no, not no, suicide. no, 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 no. No, but disturbed. So what's going on? And and. Well, my daughter just turned 12, and she's always been the greatest, sweetest, smartest, mature, funny, silly kid. She's going through a phase, and I think anybody who has a child who is a teen or a tween, especially if you have a daughter, because now we're talking hormones out of control, mm-hmm. um, that she's going through a phase. Um, you know, her father and I split up when she was three. Mm-hmm. Um, she has always been very—she and I have always been so close. We're so attached and lately, it's been all about dad, mm-hmm. and this is new for me and new for my husband because we're so used to ju- her just being all about us mm-hmm. and her dad. But she's to the point where, like, we don't know anything. <laughs> the eye rolls are happening. Both of you or just you and Both of us. Oh. Uh, she thinks we're dorks. Um, dorks? Dorks. She thinks we're not cool. She thinks we don't know anything. She doesn't want to hang out with us as much. And she is more into her dad. Like, I, I sometimes say Disney dad because it's more fun over at his house, maybe. Mm-hmm. And by that, I mean I'm more strict. I have rules. I have schedules. You know, I, I make sure that her homework's always done, that she's fed, that all that stuff is going on. So it's a little bit more loosey-goosey over at dad's house. Yeah. And I think she is in she that prefers. phase. She prefers it. Who wouldn't as a teen, as a teenager? And it's hard because my husband and I talked about it at length today and he's like you know it's just going to be like this for a while it goes phases and you know we talked about it um earlier jordan and i were talking about it off the air and it's like 10 years how long is this going to last and i know she'll respect it and appreciate it when she's older but it's going to be hard it's going to be very hard it's, <sighs> it's going to be very hard mothers yeah. and i mean how are you with your mom 
Same age. Uh, yeah, about the same age. But my mom is a, not the greatest mom in the world. I'm a good mom. No, you're a great <laughs> mom. You're a great I, mom. I mean, I were, it, it's hard to put your heart and your soul and your life into your child and not get like that back What's sometimes. your biggest fear? Um, that she's just always going to be about him, that it's never going to come back around, or I don't know. I just always have envisioned having a daughter that I don't, I don't need to be best friends with my daughter. I have friends. She has friends. I'm an adult. I'm her mother. Right. But I always want us to be close, and I always want us to hang out Is and go shopping, and have yay, you, have we're you girls. Heard, have you ever heard, I hate you, mom? No. It's coming. It's going to break no, my no, heart. because it means I love you, mom. And it, it's it, going to break her booty if she says that to she me. She will say it. I think no. every, have you ever said it? As a, as, I, everybody I, says that. I, I, I did. I said it to my mom one time. She was being very, she was calling me names, and I was very mad. And so I told her that I hated her, and I believe she smacked me upside my head as soon as I said it. I think every teenager has said that oh. once to their parents, or way more than once. It's really going to break my heart. And I know. And she's just like this brooding emo like a pouty, like whiny. Oh, the pouty face. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, I know that. We were on vacation. It's like, do we have to go to another museum? <laughs> it's a lot of that going on. So it's it's a little hard. And, um, you know, I've been talking about going back to therapy. My anxiety's ramped up because of a lot of different things. And uh, I think that's something I need to address. I, I think it would be helpful. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, to talk about it, just to talk about it, have a perspective. And and how to and if and like help I need teenage help like there's got to be books upon books written somebody said on Twitter when I wrote that they're like when you figure it out let me know please write a book about it I'm like write a book I don't even know what I'm doing <laughs> I need a book this is new like this just started happening so it's not easy a nice twelve twelve so when does when does she get normal again like twenty how long when do she I goes have to, to wait? college oh my gosh that's a long yeah twenty twenty two. Oh my gosh! Oh, I think well, off to college when when not when she's not leaving with you anymore, and Jason. Yeah, off to college, then Great. she'll love you again. So why is she even here now? Like, just come back. Well, like, <laughs> see you in eight years. Yeah, I'm gonna need your therapy, Simon, for like the next eight years. Well, here we are. Okay, that's well, the, that's that's us. Lucky you. Yeah. You get to have this every day. <laughs> All right, we're gonna talk more about love, relationships, your crazy kids, your crazy husband or wife, whatever it is, mm-hmm. on the rendezvous when we come back. Welcome back to The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Simon, you called me out today for my twi- <laughs> my tweet about yeah. uh, my yeah. da- my daughter who's 12 and, you know, teenage years being a mom. It's The struggle is already real and she's only 12, so I'm Some feeling the like... Beginning. It's only the beginning. I'm so excited for this ride. Uh, but <laughs> I, I know a lot of people can relate and I think we have a call here about that. It's Sue from Narberth, Pennsylvania. Hey, Sue, how are you? Hi, I'm good. I just wanted to call in and say that I could totally relate, Angie, because I have a 14-year-old daughter, and mm. God, she's so moody. It's like I'm walking on eggshells. I mean, it's a total nightmare right now. It's it's <laughs> like somebody else takes over their body all of a sudden. I felt like it happened overnight because I swear yes. she was just asking me to read her a bedtime story or you know, just snuggled up watching a TV show with me. But now, like... To even get her to hug me sometimes, it's like, oh, God, here, here's a hug. But <laughs> I know. I know. I totally understand. I mean, she used to come running up to me and throw her arms around me. And now she's like, don't touch me, mom. And like embarrassed in public. And oh, God, it's, it's rough, so, you know? So, so moody. 
What's your, what's your advice for Angie? So she's 14, uh, Angie's kid is 12. What's your advice on a deal with that? God, I mean, I could use some advice myself, but I mean, yeah. what I yeah. just keep thinking is like, it won't last forever. I mean, it can't, you know, like they do grow up eventually. And I mean, we went through that. I remember being a teenager and not wanting to be around my parents. And then a few years later, I was like thrilled to go hang out with them, mm. you know, so it's not yeah. forever, but it's, I- it's hard. It is hard. I'm just trying to make sure that I patience, keep, maybe. Yeah, patience and communication, communication. I'm trying to keep those lines open. It's hard when they don't want to open up about anything, but I, that's all yeah. we can do, right? Right. And I'm so glad to to hear you again. I'm so glad you're back. I used to listen to you, you know, Yay. a while ago. Mm-hmm. And yes, Philly, to, thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much. Those were good times. Thank you, Sue yeah. from. Thank Melbourne. you, Sue. You're welcome. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Rendezvous. We will be back. Welcome back to The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. We're talking about how fun it is to have teenagers. <laughs> yes. Uh, this all started because I was stressing out a little bit on Twitter. We just had a great call. And Simon, you were talking about your dad when you were a teenager, well, your relationship. Yeah, off air, you know. Um, and before I, I said that, I, I had um, uh, lunch with you and, and Hannah and Jason and, and friends of ours. And, and just want to say that, as you said, you know, Hannah's being difficult. But I've watched Hannah very educated, proper, super smart. She's super a great kid. Eloquent. I mean, she's a so, great kid. I'm so very proud as, of her. As you're going through hell, yeah. me as an outsider and a friend of the family, I watch how well educated she is and I say congratulations oh, on the job thank done. Thank you. Thank you. Now, back to that, you know, as a boy, you said you and your daughter, but I had a very tough time with my dad, Robert. And my father, to understand, is a very famous man in France, mm-hmm. was a man who abolished death penalty, was part of the government. You know, he was Superman, like a Kennedy. Yeah, so, could do no wrong. Yeah, he had, we had bodyguards. People the, loved him. Yeah, yes. Was, I mean, and some people hated him. It was a complicated matter because it was political. But for me, at 13, he was my enemy. He was the rule. My dad he told me. He was the enemy. Yeah, because he was the rule. He told me, you have to do your homework. You have to have A's. The discipline. Ha- oh, my God. He was the strictest dad ever. Yeah. But my mom did something that changed my life. She sent me to the therapist at 13, and he helped me cope with that so well. That's great. Because we need a place to talk about it. Yeah, you're right. And you're so right. bless my mom for when I was in trouble, lost, and so upset at my dad for looking for me and saying, he needs help, Robert. Let's find a good shrink. So, so it's not just the girls. The, no, the teenage boys, too, go through it. We of have course. to fight the, the, the same sex with everything we got. That's how we become men. Mm-hmm. And your daughter will have to fight, too, with everything she's got to become an adult woman. And the mother da- mother-daughter dynamic is always kind of a struggle, no matter where you are. Because like at the end of the day, we're women. Well, we're yeah, all women. you fight differently. We fight different, And we're more emotional about it all. No question. So <laughs> Lots of emotions going on. My uh, poor husband. Yeah, to, Jason has to get ready. But then my dad is 89, and... And, and I love him to death, and everything Bless has him. been cool since I'm 20. So that's so great. Well, I'm glad that you have a great relationship now, and it's I good do to now. know yeah. that you all come back to love us at the end of the day. Yes, hopefully. So when we come back, we're gonna do Bonjour, Simon Marcel. Somebody needs some advice yes. from, from you, my man. We'll do that when we come back <laughs> on the Rendezvous. Welcome back to The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. That's also our website, Mm simonandangie.com, where you can see everything. You can listen to podcasts, past episodes, Simon's FYI show, In Bed with Simon. Thank you, Angie. Yes. And also, you can send us emails anytime if you need advice, some love advice, dating, romance advice. Mm -hmm. That brings me to Bonjour, Simon Marcel. Bonjour, bonjour, bonjour. This is a segment where people send in uh, letters, emails. 
emails that are asking for your advice, Simon. Mm -hmm. This comes from Jenny from Chicago, Illinois. What's up, Chi-Town Jenny? She says, <laughs> bonjour, Simon Marcel. Bonjour, Jenny. I'm having an issue with my husband. He has become obsessed with golf. His boss got him into it. Now he golfs or goes to the driving range or watches golf videos online every single chance he gets. It's beyond annoying. And I don't know how to deal with it. I feel like I've lost him a little bit. What should I do? Hobby is overtaking his life, his new obsession. What do you think, Simon? Uh, usually typical midlife crisis. You think? Men discover, you know, uh, golf younger and younger. But, you know, sometimes you discover in your late 30s and it's all about. Well, uh, here's what it is. Um, Jenny, what you can do is not come to a point like you're so frustrated but you want to join in or you want to understand, and you tell him you miss him. Show the interest yes. in what he's interested Don't in. Don't criticize the golf because he's finding, like, like when we're high school, we play football, basketball, right. and we're very passionate. Right. Some guys goes into tennis, and later on, every, most people, or most guys sometimes go to golf. Right. It's not against you, Jenny. Right. Now, And if you criticize it, he's going to take it as a criticism on him because he's obsessed with it. Exactly. Now, maybe, maybe he's also, you know, uh, spending too much time uh, outside the house, outside of, you know, the quality time every couple desires. So, Jenny, I would talk to him in a funny way where, you know, uh, I would say, you know, either can I join in or maybe, you know, we need more time together. Uh, But leave his time to golf alone because it's not against you. It's how he clears his mind. You know, the thing is, as we all get older... Okay, we need a little bit less ooh-la-la yeah. to clear our mind because right. physically we're not as active. Right. And the golf, for some guys, is the way they clear their mind. They relax. They, you know, they do the 12 holes, 18 holes, whatever they do. And then <laughs> after that, you know, they're all relaxed. Yeah. My husband is a golfer. Okay. And so I can kind of understand that obsession. And it's hard when they golf because it's all day. Yeah. So if she's missing him, let's say he's golfing all the time on the weekends – then when do you see him if you're working during the week? It's an all-day thing. And my husband won't even let me golf with him. because No, no because he's very particular about who he golfs with. Yeah. It's such a mental sport. Um, he does a lot of business deals out on the golf course. I'm sure he's grabbing booties of the beer cart girls. I don't know what's happening out there. No, I don't think he is. <laughs> I'm kidding, but... But I know that that's a real big bonding time for men that that golf with their golf partners yeah, and for things their like that. And a lot of times, you know, even if he's watching sports, I know like sometimes guys don't enjoy watching sports with girls. Like the same way you might not enjoy watching the Real Housewives or something when your husband's around because he's like, oh, "What is this? This is asking all these questions. This seems stupid. Why do you watch this?" And if you start saying those things, it's like, "Why are you here? You're ruining my golf moment." No, absolutely. It's it's usually about spending time with the boys, the guys, and clearing their mind and relaxing. Now, if it's better to have a husband that golfs all day than a husband who goes out every night and drinks. You yeah. Know, in clubs and don't think go home. about the other hobbies he could have. Yes. So, H- however, my husband golfs and, and gambles uh, while he's golfing. So that there's, too. There's that vice as well. Every single hole they gamble on. Oh, no, so yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> but but it's not against you. It's not against the family. Jenny though has a right to have a bit more time with him, and I would address it at the right time. Of address course. it at the right time. Oh, of course. No Especially if it's taking over his whole life. If it's if if she's thinking it's taking. His whole life, she has a duty, and the, and and she has a right to say, "Hey, it's just too much." 
Let's I agree do something together once in a while. I agree with you on that. My husband has a new obsession. What Not a it? new obsession, but he has an obsession right now that he does every year uh, at different stages of the year. I'll tell you what that is. Yeah. And we're going to talk it? about some other separate hobbies. Is it good to have separate hobbies or healthy to have joint hobbies Great in question. relationships? Yeah, when we come back on The Rendezvous. This is The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. We're talking about hobbies. Uh, we had a, a letter from Jenny who said her husband is obsessed with golf. What should I do? My husband is now into, Simon, uh, fantasy baseball. Do you know what this is? No, what is it? Where they have their imaginary, where they take real players and have these imaginary teams that are like managers of teams. And baseball is on like every day. There's like 20 different games on every single day. So it's a little bit obsessive. And then when fantasy baseball is over, then guess what? Fantasy football starts and it's something different all the time. But Do you think Angie spends too much time with all of that? No, no, I don't. Cool. I honestly cool. don't. He's got a good balance of work and hobbies and family and, and me and things like that. So I don't think that's that big of a deal. Do, what about you? Like, you're super into ping pong. Mm-hmm. That's your thing. Yeah. What if uh, you were dating a woman, the woman that you're going to fall in love with very soon? I feel it coming. Fingers crossed. Are you going to incorporate her into that world of yours? Are you going to I- require that she play ping pong with you? No, I don't require anything like that, but it would be great if she wants to learn or if she, you know, enjoys it or I I mean, I I just think, you know, uh just like if she has a sport she would like me to do with her. Yeah. You'd uh, be yeah. open to trying. Yeah, if it's fun, why not? Uh, I don't make it an obligation. I don't, you know, it doesn't it would not bother me or annoy me. She said, I don't like ping pong. It's fine. I'll just go right, play. Right. And if she says, I want, like horse riding, okay. I don't like to horse ride. I know some women love to do horse riding, right? Yeah. But if it would make her happy, I would go horse riding. I could do that. Yeah. But so you should always try, I think, to indulge your partner in their hobbies yeah, as well. Because if, who knows? It might be something amazing that you do together. If, exactly. But don't force it either. Don't. No, it's not a, it's, I don't think it's a form of, of love to joining somebody's hobby. It's it's nice it's to force not, yourself. Yeah, and that's not a form of love. No, you no. can ruin their hobby for them, something that, that they enjoy. That too, Angie. Yeah. Okay. Well, there are signs that your hobbies are ruining your marriage. Let's talk about some of those mm-hmm. when we come back on the rendezvous. This is the rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Phone lines are open at eight five five nine zero five eight two five five. We're taking your calls on love, romance, dating, hobbies. Now that uh, maybe. You know, your partner is into, you're not into it, or maybe you are together, but there are some warning signs Mm -hmm. that your hobbies are ruining your marriage. Um, Here's one. You don't tell your spouse the whole truth about the amount of time you're spending while doing your hobby. You know, if you're... That would be a sign, It's sneaky. Like, if you're hiding that, why? Why are you hiding it? Maybe you know that there's something wrong with that. You're hiding because you are, something is wrong and maybe in the marriage and you just want to escape the marriage Escaping. or the issue. Yes. Well, that brings us to number two, which is you'd rather be doing your hobby than spending time with your spouse. That's the explanation. Yeah. Uh, your hobby friends don't know your spouse. Let's say you and your golf buddies... Like, you know, you don't introduce them ever to your spouse, but you're with them three days out of the week or two days out of the week. It's kind of like, who are these people? Or worse, some guys might remove their wedding ring and don't even say they're married. No, I I believe that can happen too. That's a whole other problem. Yeah. Uh, You spend more time engaging in your hobby than you do engaging with your family, which is bad. Like the kids are like, where's dad? Oh, he went on another golf trip to Scotland. Or something. I don't know. Yeah. Like, you know, everybody goes on golf trips to Scotland all the time. Um, <laughs> you share more of your thoughts and feelings with your hobby friends. 
I love that hobby friends yeah. than you do with your spouse. Okay, well, your thoughts and feelings, if it's about your marriage, that's a whole other issue too. I don't think you should ever be sharing like bad no, news. No, because your hobby friends drama. are not therapists, a couple right. of therapists. But people use friends. How often have you used the body of a friend? To talk about your feelings, to vent. Yes, to vent. Right, people do that. All we all do it all the time. We yeah. vent a lot, and we listen to each other. That's true. That's part of being friends, also, isn't it? Yes, and you can vent to us. We like it I, when you do because we're that, your friends. That, exactly. So that's what we do here. So that's okay. You can, yeah, venting can, is okay. We can be your hobby friends. How about that? Exactly. Your hobby is listening to the rendezvous. <laughs> I, I, I like I like that. I like that, Angie. Yeah. So let's talk to one of our hobby friends. Yeah, let's do that. We'll let's take, take some a, calls. Yes. Yes. When we come back on the rendezvous. You are listening to The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie, 855-905-8255. Phone lines are open. We're taking your calls, love, romance. Mm-hmm. We have Simon Marcel, the French romance expert. And we have the beautiful Angie Taylor, mm-hmm. the very American realist smart mm-hmm. woman. The very American realist. <laughs> it's that, exactly right. Yes, it's what do you? I say? I spank you and you... Caress you. And you caress them. I love it. So we are going to go to the phones right now. Let's go to Albany, New York. Simon, say hello to Jasmine. Hey, Jasmine. Bonjour, Jasmine. Hi, Simon. Hi, Andy. Hello, Hi. doll. How are you? Oh, I'm hanging in. I'm doing pretty good. Um, I just um, kind of a dilemma. I figured you guys might be able to help me answer that question. Mm-hmm. All ears. Okay, well, there's this woman that keeps writing on my um, my husband's social media posts and, and liking everything, like everything that he posts. And, and she's even said how sexy he is, and she's, you know, made, like, references to um, just just inappropriate stuff, you know, like, it says he's married on his profile. Okay. You know, and I've asked my husband, you know, how he knows her, if he knows her, you know, does, does you know, what's her interaction? He said he doesn't know her at all, doesn't even mm-hmm. know who she is. Why are they friends and, if he doesn't even know her? That's crazy, first of all. I know. Well, that that's that's my first question, if you don't know her. Like, maybe, mm-hmm. I mean, and... and he says that she must be a friend of a friend who he friended. Friend, friend, friend. So, but, so you, know, you, how that goes. you don't know who this woman is either. Did you do any like investigating on her page to see if you guys all have mutual friends or anything? I tried to, but she's private, you know, and I mm. haven't on his page. But I'm not that type. I don't like take his phone and look through his phone. But I'm tempted. Well, listen, Jasmine. First of all. I think that you should not interfere directly with her, no matter what. Uh, mm-hmm. No, but really, if you have doubts, ask your husband to uh, show you the communication between you know him and her on the private messages. If you want to make sure there is nothing going on, but that should be done together, mm-hmm. not snooping. Not just say, "Hey, honey, you know, I'm worried about it." He said, "Don't worry about it." He said, "Well, you know, one thing would make me feel at ease if I can look on your phone or social media if there is any messages between you and her. If there is nothing." I would really, he can answer if you want, you know, listen, I'm married, that has to stop. Also, remember, there is also stalkers and people that are crazy, and you don't want to provoke them. Yeah. You, you ignore them. Right. Jasmine, does he know that you're upset about this woman? He, he does, but I don't think he takes it very serious, because, you know, we're, we talk about everything, we have a really good relationship, and, you know, this is not something that we really deal with. I mean, he's he's a good-looking guy, he's very friendly, he's very kind, you know, he, he's just, a, just an all-around awesome person. Right. That's all no, good and but, great. I, I just, if you're upset by it, and she sounds very flirty, calling him sexy and all of that, I agree with Simon. I don't think you should go after her because she could look at it as, oh, jealous wifey, here comes the jealous wife. Yes. Um, yeah, I would make sure true. that... It's like, you're, it's 
like you're screwed either way, you know? Right. Well, uh, no, you're not, actually, because your husband is supposed to have your back more yeah. than anybody. So yeah, make sure cool. that he knows yeah. that you're uncomfortable with it. And he says he doesn't know her, so he should have no problem blocking her from his social media. It's one button. It's very easy. Yeah, that's that's mm-hmm. the way to do it. But first, look at, if really, I would look at the uh, opening if there's any private message. Yeah, check that, too, Between sure. him and her, if there's nothing, block it, and, and that's it. Make sure that he's being honest about if he really knows her or not, Exactly, right? and then you'll sleep much better, and it's okay. That, that happens, I mean, Angie, people yeah. do that. I know, that is true. That is true. And Jasmine, as you say, you ha- you guys communicate well. Here's just one more way you need to have that discussion. Hopefully he's yeah, open to it. I think I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to ask him. You know, I've been like kind of not just putting it off and trying not to think too much of it. But, you know, I'm noticing it. And it's just it's yeah. kind of bugging me. And I feel like, <laughs> well, okay, you know what? It's, this is bugging me that much. I feel like well, I can do something about it. If you're calling us, it's definitely bothering you. Absolutely. Follow yeah, your intuition. Sure. Right on, Jasmine. Go get it. Put your foot down. Thanks, guys. All right. Thanks for calling, Jasmine. Phone lines are open, 855-905-8255. You can email us any questions you want as well on therendezvousshow.com. We'll be back with more Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Welcome back to The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. So we just talked to Jasmine, who wanted to know if she should confront a woman who keeps liking her husband's social media posts. And then we got Mm -hmm. into the whole, you know, women have a tendency to blame the other woman if there's some shadiness going on in their marriage. It's like, why... the other woman has no moral responsibility to maintain your marriage. Why aren't you mad at your husband, right? Because it's easier. Yeah, it is easier, isn't isn't it? it? That's a great point. I never even thought of that because that's the easy way. You got to put your anger somewhere and you know it's going to be a big fight between you and your husband. Let me me ask you this, Angie. Brilliant. Let me ask you this, Angie. You get into a silly fight with your husband once a week. I'm talking silly, little Mm -hmm. thing, okay? Mm -hmm. Who do you call first to vent? Uh, I might text my best friend. Right. Yeah. So, okay. So that's the reaction we all do. That now, your best friend. Mm-hmm. When she's mad, is she in a relationship? She's married as well. All right. So that she that she does the same thing with you. She, she she's a little bit more like uh, reserved about feelings. <laughs> I call her. Uh, I say that she's made of stone sometimes because she's not as so, emotional as I am. But but yes, she will vent sometimes too. Because I think men and women, and that's why it's easier. Just need the venting. Yeah. Is a human form of, of expressing our frustration. If we don't vent, we explode. And so she wants to vent on this woman because it's the easy way. It's the easy she's way. She's not going to get a fight back nope. because this woman knows she's doing something wrong too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's really interesting. There, there is a little bit of moral culpability though if you know that somebody's in a relationship and you're messing with them. I mean... No, it's not your marriage, but at the same time, you got to sleep and well, live with live with that knowledge and that you you're have, doing that. You have to live with the karma, which yes. will come and bite you in the derriere. And it sure will. So so to the first point you made, I always say when there is cheating affairs, be mad at the one who promised you forever to be yours. Right. The the lovers, the mistress of whoever never promised you anything. Right, right, right. right? They don't owe you anything. Direct that, your anger the right way. Yes, and address the problem. Right, because you, know? you, you don't need to fix anything with the other woman. You need to fix something with your husband. Who said, I do. Exactly. Well said, Simon. We got Thank more you. of The Rendezvous when we come back. This is The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. We're taking your calls at 855-905-8255. We're also online, simonandangie.com, for your emails. Mm -hmm. We have an email for date or dump. dump. 
This comes from Bernadette from Conshohocken, Pennsylvania. She says, hey, Simon and Angie, I love your show, and I love hearing Angie back on the air in Philly again. Oh, thank you, yes. Bernadette. I'm yes. happy to be back on the air in Philly. It's been a long time, but I miss my Philly people. Anyway, here's the situation. <laughs> the guy I've been dating for the past month just told me that he's married. Oof. Uh, he said that they haven't been intimate in years, and he doesn't love her, but he doesn't believe in divorce. Uh, he also <laughs> said that he thinks he loves me and wants to stay together, but I don't know what to do. We have a real connection. I would hate to throw it away if the marriage, uh, if if he re- it really is loveless, like he says it is. Should I date or dump him? I mean, to me, this is so crystal clear, but maybe you always give me some different perspective, Simon. You give me some angle that I'm not even thinking of. What do you think? Well, I think Bernadette has a French name. Bernadette. 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 Lovely name. Old French name. Mm. Lovely. Now, I would say you have to dump him because I think for a woman, it's unbearable. Mm-hmm. Unbearable. Right. Well, and she has to be honest. I agree with you. I agree 100%. So, she has to be honest with herself about what she wants and how much she can sustain because it's not going to change. It's not going to change. Now, do you know the expression of living in, in the back street? No. Okay. The French says that um, when you are in a situation like Bernadette, you, you can decide to live in back street for the rest of your life. Uh-huh. And that's what it's called. Living in back street is living it was a, a love life with a married man for the rest of your life, accepting oh. accepting his marriage. The, the president of France in 1981, François Mitterrand, had his wife, and in the back street, his um, mistress and the daughter, Mazarin, a friend of mine too. So so I've seen that firsthand. Wow. And they were together. The wife knew about it, the mistress knew about it, and that's how it went. We have a saying in America, it's back streets back, all right. <laughs> Do you know that one? <laughs> no comment. I'm kidding. So, I know that one. What do one. you say? Date or dump, Simon? I said dump. I say dump. Dump him. Thank you for listening as well. More of The Rendezvous when we come back. Welcome back to The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. We are talking about affairs, the mm-hmm. other woman. Mm-hmm. Simon, you know, we've discussed the fact that a lot of times women in, that are their husbands are cheating will blame the other woman more than they will their husband which i've never really understood but yeah. we have somebody on the phone in defense of the side chick which this should be good let's go to clearwater florida <laughs> say hello to roxanne hey roxanne hey hi. roxanne hi guys how are you good We're great how are you i'm good you know i love listening to your show and uh you know when i heard when I heard you talking about this topic, I, I just couldn't help myself but to call in. You know, I I do have to say I am a proud mistress. And, and why um, are you so proud? Why are you the president of the mistress club? Tell us. Well, I personally don't see that there's any true problem in it, you know, and, and I'm I, truly I'm sick of I'm sick of the women being the ones that are blamed and not the husbands. You know, it's not our fault, but, you know, that the married man, let's say, isn't happy at home. Because nine times out of ten, in my experience, the reason why the the men choose to go the mistress route is because they're not happy. And, you know, you'd think that if women took better care of their men, they wouldn't need to cheat, you know? There are so many people listening right now that are like, I don't see, like, if I'm making someone happy and I'm fulfilling them in some ways that they're not getting fulfilled in other ways, then how bad is that? You know, like, I I actually, I really like it. I like dating married men because, I mean, not only do they spoil me with gifts, and that's like the materialistic side of it, but 
they appreciate me, you know? Well, listen, and, listen. Nick, Go Nick, ahead, Simon. Yeah, I think, uh, Roxanne, and I, I respect every relationship, but it's a funny you say thing. They pay for your silence. All the gifts. Yeah. Is uh-huh. for you to keep your mouth shut. That's a great. That's a great point, Simon. That is, he, he's paying your silence. Let's be honest. It's not your fault, as you say. Theoretically, theoretically, no, it is not your fault because if it wasn't you, it was going to be somebody else. If somebody's going to cheat, they're going to cheat. It doesn't matter who it is. However, do you not feel any sort of, I don't know, moral obligation, even though it's not your relationship? But do you feel some kind of moral obligation to to not? interfere in in somebody's life in that way two people's lives or a family for that matter because when you are having an affair it's not just the two people that are affected it can be very far-reaching do you feel any type of way about that I mean I I understand that and I you know I'm able to sleep at night you are okay (laughs) well I don't I don't feel that I have any obligation to the wives I got to ask you this, you know, um, what advice would you give for all the housewives listening to you really upset about the what you're saying? About, yeah, the housewives. <laughs> or, or the us wives that work so, or, or, or the whatever. the wives like Angie. So, that <laughs> it, so what do you think is the number one reason you think men pick up mistresses? Because they're not get they're not fulfilled at home anymore. Are you There's talking sexually or emotionally? have maybe in that relationship that has fallen that has, you know, been neglected. Um, usually I just think it's that for the male side of it, they just, there's something missing and they're not, they're not getting something that they need, you know? Well, 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 and then will the there wife ever... end up just nagging them. Will there ever be a time that you yourself wants to get married? And how would you feel? Do, would you still hold this same reality knowing that at any moment your husband could have an affair? I mean, I would understand that, but I wouldn't hold it against the woman. I would, I would have that conversation with my husband. Oh yeah, you know, the, the, at, definitely at this very the anger. moment, I'm actually seeing a married man, and right. his wife is constantly calling me, leaving me angry messages, texting me, you know, trying to tell me that I need to leave her husband alone, you know. But like I said, I don't have any ab- obligations to her. Well, I mean, you know, no, you, she's so upset. She should talk to him. Yeah, she true, should actually true. she should talk to him and she should be telling him to not engage with you. Be careful with karma though. That's the one yes. thing Roxanne. I'm superstitious. Karma, you know, will come and bite you in the derriere um, later on. So yes. be very afraid of playing with the karma. Karma is I a do. killer. I guess all I all I was really coming in to 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 truly talk about is that I just think that sometimes when we talk about this matter the blame just always seems to go on the woman and no, on the mistress I, I agree. and not I agree. the husband. I agree. It's misguided. It is misguided. Yeah. Well, maybe, you know, it, it, when you are married yourself, you can take your side chick knowledge and apply it to your marriage and that you know what to look for because you know what you've been through and exactly. you know what to look for in your husband. So, I mean, I wish you luck. I wish I wish you, you know, good luck because, uh, like Simon said, karma could be a killer girl, so... Mm-hmm. Thank you, guys. Thanks, All right, Roxanne. Thank you. More of the rendezvous when we come back. 
This is The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. You can reach us anytime at simonandangie.com. If you have a question, you need some advice. Sometimes people are a little nervous to call into a radio station and be on the radio, so we'll read it. Yes. And you can remain anonymous. That's fine, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, simonandangie.com. Also on our website, all the episodes of In Bed with Simon. That's right. When I ask real questions, just like here with Angie, but on the bed in the mall, uh, real questions about relationships, sex, love, getting together, breaking up. It's amazing know, how open go. people are with you yes. in, in public. It's I Listen, I feel very blessed and grateful to have this show on FYI. And you can watch all the episodes. The yeah. 15 or 16 episodes are on uh, simonandangie.com. Check it out. It's such a great show. Thank you, Angie. It's so great. We have okay. a lot of fun. So we had a lot of fun on the show tonight as well. And we talked about a lot of different subjects. One of the things we talked about was being mad at the mistress instead of being mad at your husband in a cheating situation or your wife or whatever whatever the dynamic is and you had a great simon says thanks angie i said be mad at the one who promised you forever not the lover not the, the lover be the, the mad at the one that promised you forever the one who said i do owe you the i do forever right she didn't promise you anything so don't displace it's just too easy Right now, Karma will go by to Derrière. Yeah, she'll get hers down yes. the road. Oh, he, yeah, or he or her. her yes. Derrière will be bitten. It will be bitten for that act. But you should always address the one who promised you love forever. I agree. That's a great one, Simon. Thank you so much, mm-hmm. and thank you for listening to the Rendezvous. Bonne nuit, Angie. Bonne nuit. The Rendezvous Show with Simon Marcel and Angie Taylor.